Hey, 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 everyone. Welcome to another episode of FF Plus, your spoiler-free outlet for movie reviews, entertainment recommendations, and discussion. I'm your host, Aaron White, and I'm going to be bringing you two reviews for this awesome birthday week. That's right. This is the week of my birth. It'll be Saturday, April 23rd. Not sure why I'm telling the world, but hey, I always get excited about what new movies are coming out on my birthday week, and this year has become a real gem. It's kind of interesting because I went into it expecting The Northman to be the star of the three big films that are coming out, and after you hear these two reviews, you're probably going to see that that's not quite the case. So, with no further ado, as you know, here on FF Plus, it's very straightforward. I'm just going to cover what I like and didn't like and give you a recommendation. It'll be simple, short, and spoiler-free. First up is The Bad Guys from Universal Pictures. This stars the voice work of Sam Rockwell, Mark Marin, Craig Robinson, Anthony Ramos, Aquafina, Richard Ayoade, Sazi Beats, Felice Singh, and Alex Borstein. It is directed by Pierre Parafel and written by Etan Cohen, based on the Scholastic book series by Aaron Blabby. What's it about? After a lifetime of legendary heists, notorious criminals Mr. Wolf, Mr. Snake, Mr. Piranha, Mr. Shark, and Mrs. Tarantula are finally caught. To avoid a prison sentence, the animal outlaws must pull off their most challenging con yet, becoming model citizens. Under the tutelage of their mentor, Professor Marmalade, the dubious gang sets out to fool the world that they're turning good. Listen. Welcome back, DreamWorks. That is the first thing that I have to say. In my opinion, this is the best that we've seen from the studio since Kung Fu Panda 3. And it is a wonderful introduction to a world of characters that I would actually want to see more of. I would love more adventures in this universe. And that's not always the case. So. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Now, backstory, I've not read any of the books that this series is based on. From what I understand, it's a relatively newer kid series. I guess it came out at some point after my kids were older than the, the age demographic for this. My co-host, Patrick, for the main show, he has read his son some of these books, so they're familiar. But just knowing that this is going to be about a heist, the names of these kind of famous notorious criminals, as they're called in the synopsis, they're all animals that we have an immediate perception of. And that's really what this story is about. It's about how you change the perception of others and, more importantly, how you perceive yourself based on that and based on who you want to be and why. Now, there's lots of pros here when it comes to this movie. It's got some really good animation. I wouldn't say it's anything that stands out as unique or special. It's just very solid, but there are car chase sequences in particular that are extremely exciting. Two of them, one is a lengthy one at the beginning of the film, but they were awesome. And I love the animation in them. I love the way that they make this feel like a traditional heist movie. The characters go in, they rob a bank, they're getting out with the money. Like, it's 
very energetic and very exciting, but all the while it's super cute and it's got an element at times of fourth wall breaking, but very limited. It's reserved and I appreciated that as well. Sam Rockwell as Mr. Wolf and Zazie Beetz as Governor Diane Foxington are the two standout performances in my opinion. They interact quite a bit in the movie as well and they have great chemistry. They feel very natural in their roles. And I honestly think that both of them would have been perfect castings, even if this was live action, particularly Rockwell. The movie, you're going to see it and you're going to be like, wow, this is kind of like Ocean's Eleven meets Zootopia. And yeah, basically it is. But Rockwell really feels like a George Clooney in the Ocean's series character. In fact, they make a joke about it. They, they know he feels that way. It's intentional. And I think that that, along with the many heist movie references, was a real treat for someone like me, who is a big, big fan of this genre in general. I like the friendship and the team of Wolf, Snake, Piranha, Shark, and Tarantula. And like I said, there's this stronger message there. And I think that specifically for kids, the way it's delivered is really, it's really subtle to the point where like, if you're an adult, you're going to pick it up. If you're a kid, I think it's on the surface in a way that isn't going to be overbearing by any means, but it's trying to tell you not to let others judge you and you don't have to be what other people think you are. And it, it uses this idea of a wolf, snake, piranha, shark, and tarantula, which, as you know, we all have a perception of how we feel about those particular animals. How are they depicted in media? Now, take that and swap it out with different racial groups, different gender groups, etc. And you can see where the message comes from. I really enjoyed that part of it. I thought it was well done. And it's about loving and the feeling that you get from loving someone and from sharing things and, and how that gives you a, a better satisfaction in life than you're ever going to have from just being the quote bad guy. There's lots of cool gadgets because it's a heist movie slash kind of a spy type film. There's a crew up type section. There's planning the heist. There's double crosses and such. And it really is implemented well. Like I said, it never lapses in its excitement. It just is keeping you up with the energy all the way through. It reminds me a lot of what I think an awesome Sly Cooper adaptation would be like. So Sly Cooper is a platforming video game series from the 2000s where there's this raccoon who runs a crew and they're thieves. So he has like a little turtle helper and they go out and they rob people and rob, you know, like big time artifacts and things like that. And so it was very reminiscent of one of my favorite video game series and the way that that works. I thought that they were a great pairing that would go together well. So yeah, I think that the world is exceptional in the way that it's kind of depicted. It's, again, pretty simplistic, but it's one that allows for an expansion of it in a way that would be a lot of fun and very interesting to see what they could do with the characters 
going forward. Maybe my biggest criticism of this is just that there's lots of fart jokes and and not just one or two, but like there's like an ongoing specific gag about farting and it happens over and over and over. It's like a very like intentional thrown in plot point to one specific character. I think that that's juvenile and dumb and it's never funny to me, but I get it. Kids love it. The kids in the theater were giggling and laughing their butts off. That's why it's in there. <laughs> their butts off. <laughs> Pun not intended. And that's why that stuff is in this kind of movie. It's because kids are going to react to it and they find it humorous. And this is a movie for kids. You need to understand that. So I would let that go because this movie is not for adults. It's not trying to be something that is so subversive and kind of super serious under the surface that adults are going to find greater meaning in. Like I said, the messages, I just outlined them for you. They're pretty much right there in your face, but they're accessible for kids. This is a movie for kids and for families, and that's okay. I love movies like this. And I'm so glad they exist. And this is a better, one of the better ones that I've seen of this kind in a long time. It had me rolling and smiling the whole way through, and I'm going to own it, and I'm going to watch it many times because I love heist movies, and this one is a fun one. It will be out in theaters on April 22nd, and I highly recommend it. I think this is a good one to get up the whole family together, get all the kids, go get your popcorn, buy your sodas, sit there and have your family movie experience in the theater. This is the kind of movie that's perfect for that. Now, Sonic was too. So here we are getting things back to back, just kind of a wealth of really good, not top tier, best of all time type stuff, but really good stuff here at the first of this year so far, I think. Now, the other movie that we're going to talk about is The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent from Lionsgate. I'll probably just refer to it as Massive Talent if I mention it again on the podcast, and that is what the promotional material has kind of switched to when it comes to trailers and ads on TV and such. I think even the Twitter hashtag is just massive talent to keep it simple. This stars Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal, Sharon Horgan, Ike Barinholtz, Alessandra Mastronardi, Jacob Scipio, Neil Patrick Harris, and Tiffany Haddish. It is directed by Tom Gormican and is written by Tom Gormican and Kevin Etten. What's it about? Unfulfilled and facing financial ruin, actor Nick Cage accepts a $1 million offer to attend a wealthy fan's birthday party. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when a CIA operative recruits Cage for an unusual mission. Taking on the role of a lifetime, he soon finds himself channeling his most iconic and beloved characters to save himself and his loved ones. Now, I am going to be right by you, and I am not going to tell you pretty much anything about this plot that I didn't just read in that synopsis. How the relationships unfold, what happens, what kind of action there is in this, I'm just not going to go over it because this was a tremendous experience for me. I had an absolute blast in the theater watching this movie. I'll start by saying that I feel strongly like there's maybe not another actor in Hollywood that is so self-assured 
so humble and understanding of his place in Hollywood stardom, both the awkward way in which his style is sometimes lauded in a cult way, but also laughed at by some people. And I think he appreciates all of that. He completely has an unabashed love of acting. Then that's Nick Cage. And I don't think there's anybody else out there like that. And he shows that in this film. One of the big questions that people have been asking before this movie is, do I need to have seen a bunch of Nick Cage movies to like this movie? I don't think so. I think that you will enjoy it for the romp, the goofy, fun movie that it is, even if you haven't got the Nick Cage filmography in the back of your mind. But there is no doubt that that enhances this a hundred fold. If you have seen a bunch of his films, if you pick up on the different ways in which he mimics characters, the different comments and references and visual things that happen from all sorts of different movies that he's made, it's going to be a lot better experience for you. The movie is sweet. It is hilarious. The theater was laughing out loud, I would say, at least once every 10 minutes. It's a great communal kind of coming together of people who were all fans of this person and celebrating him as he's totally celebrating himself and willing to put it all out there and have fun with it. And he, there's just nobody that does it quite like him. It's so well-paced. There's this perfectly balanced mixture of adult drama in there, buddy comedy. It's an action movie at times, and obviously the meta-reflection on Cage's career. There's also some great cinephile commentary in the dialogue. There's one amazing conversation that they have about favorite films of all time, and I'm not going to ruin it for you. If you go on Letterboxd, if you... Read other reviews. Some people are specifically calling out some of the movies they mention and some of the things that happen in that scene. And that's a shame because it was such a joy watching it play out for the first time without knowing that. So they have this great conversation about favorite movies. And there's even a wonderful argument made for not answering that question that I personally appreciated quite a bit. I love the relationships as well, specifically the relationship between Cage and Pascal. Pascal is amazing in this movie. I truly believe that they are best friends now. You couldn't convince me that Nicolas Cage and Pedro Pascal are not actually hanging out, just chilling. But Pascal's comedic timing is phenomenal. He really can do anything, and I think he is such an underrated actor. I've thought that for many years, and he can do anything. So, yeah, Pascal is a real, real highlight. I mean, obviously, Nick Cage is the star of this, and his performance is all over the place in an enjoyable way that is only Nick Cage could do. But Pascal is right there with him, and he helps make this engine go. Mallorca, the setting, I don't know if it was actually filmed there. Probably not. But because they told us it was in Mallorca, Spain, it had me remembering the fact that I've been to Palma de Mallorca, which is the capital city of this island, twice 
and it was at the very beginning of my naval career, my first ever overseas deployment. Got to go there twice, and it just had me kind of bringing up all sorts of memories from that wonderful experience. And it is really just a gorgeous kind of tropical locale in Europe to see and be in in this short time that you're with the movie. So, yeah, I really loved this. The comedy just worked for me. I don't know what's going on. I'm normally not a comedy kind of person, but there are so many films in my top 10 this year that are comedies, rom-coms, this one, animated comedies. I don't know what's going on. I'm changing, and I don't know. I, I don't know how to explain it, but I'll take it. The one thing that I would probably criticize about this is, while Haddish, who I usually despise, by the way, is actually tolerable here, and maybe it's tolerable because there's minimal screen time, but the whole CIA angle and the way that they're integrated into this story is pretty silly and ridiculous. Even in a movie that has some silliness and ridiculous in other places, it's like a level up of silliness and ridiculous. There are some good jokes that come out of their involvement, but mostly I felt that they're still kind of the weakest link in the movie and that the whole CIA involvement, they're just there to drive the plot along and kind of springboard a few extra gags. So wasn't something that I think is terrible, but it is something that I think is the weaker part of a really strong movie overall. This will also be in theaters April 22nd, and I highly, highly recommend going to see it. Get your friends, get your loved ones, Go with a group, go to a crowded theater, and laugh your butt off with a bunch of other people who absolutely adore the amazing Nicolas Cage. I was actually thinking about this on the way home. One last thing here is that I don't know who else could pull off something like this. The only actor that comes to mind is maybe Tom Cruise. He has the wide, varied filmography huge list of movies he's been in to pull from. He has the charisma of a Nicolas Cage and the ability, I think, to go back and play all of those characters while also playing himself. I was briefly talking about that with Don Shanahan from Every Movie Has a Lesson and Cinephile Hissy Fit podcast. And he said that he doesn't think Cruz could do it because Nicolas Cage is so willing to recognize the warts in his filmography and make fun of himself, and he doesn't know if Cruz would be able to pull back on his ego enough to do that. I think he would. I'm curious what you all would think. So I'm going to leave you all with that question. Do you think that a Tom Cruise movie similar to this could work? I say yes. Don Shanahan says no. So you all can break the tie. You can do that by finding me on social media and letting me know what you think. You can find us at Aaron L. White at Feelin Film on Twitter, on Facebook. There's the Feelin Film Facebook discussion group. There's the Repod community all over the place. The links are in every episode's show notes, and I would love to chat. Hopefully you get a chance to check out these movies. I can't wait to hear what you think. I'll be back soon. Until then, keep watching and keep feeling film.